Hey everybody, welcome back to the Lug Dog Podcast. This is your host, Elias Roush. Today we're discussing Mr. Robot, Season 4, Episode 4, 404, Not Found. Elliot, Mr. Robot, and Tyrell, walking in a winter wonderland. Darlene meets a bad Santa. Dom is DTF. <clears throat> so, uh, this was what you would call a bottle episode or a more character-centric, introspective type episode. Mr. Robot always tends to have some of these episodes towards the middle of the season, normally to help flesh out the characters. However, I found this episode a little bit more difficult to accept as a standalone episode, mostly because I thought it was very much style over substance. And there's really only about 20 minutes of story that really give us anything of substance within this, uh, I don't know, hour, hour show, 45 minutes to an hour. So I will say this specific episode looked completely different from the majority of the other episodes that uh, have come from Mr. Robot before. Anytime Sam Esmail leaves uh, New York City, specifically, it's uh, always very interesting to see the type of cinematography that follows it and directorial styles. So I will say, like I said, it always looks like a million bucks, but this there's basically three main storylines. One, Dom, Dom is trying to... Uh, she's masturbating on the computer, doing sexting, sex chat, all that type of stuff. Turns out... I'm going to go ahead and go through the plot synopsis, so I would have assumed you've already seen all of this. So be prepared for full-on 404 talk. So, you know... we. I want you to have seen the end of the sh- of 404 before you start this. Um, so yeah, knowing what happens at the end, we're going to start with the Dom storyline. Uh, the Dom storyline, basically she's sexting online, chatting with someone, Harry, Happy, Henry, or whatever the hell. It's supposed to be a, a callback to Christian Slater's old... Um, oh, wait, is it? It's either a callback to Christian Slater's character in an older movie. I thought it was based off of Heather's or a Cheech and Chong uh, reference. But I, regardless, she's talking to uh, someone named Happy Harry Hardon Henry or whatever the fuck. And uh, she fall, Dom falls asleep. Uh, turns out that she has a dream of a dark army operative drowning her in a tub. Um, I thought, you know, shot wonderfully, but ultimately by the end of the hour, it's like, why did we see that? Why are we readdressing Dom's loneliness and um, specifically revolving her sex life? Is that what's going to get her in trouble? Um, we do see Dom uh, pleasuring herself to uh, interrogation for, uh, videos of Darlene. So she's still thinking about Darlene. That's... I don't know. I really don't know what to say about that kind of, you know, weak sauce I don't, and probably illegal in some way. But um, <laughs> besides all that, I didn't think that her having a nightmare dream about the Dark Army operative 
drowning her really told us anything more than we already knew. We already know Dom is under the thumb of Dark Army. Why do we have to see this again? Um, I felt like it could have been done in a much uh, quicker sequence, if, if I want to say that correct. Um, I'm getting kind of season two vibes with this episode specifically because season two was very introspective in the majority of the way it was uh, unfolding in the narrative. Um, however, and, and and was saying that it's leaving me wanting more. I'm like, this looks you know amazing, but you know, with the dialogue you're giving me. With the storylines you're showing me, the Dark Army, I've known that the Dark Army was going to take try was already on top of Dom, and I already know that she's lonely. I don't need to see. Personally, I was just not a fan of it. Uh, the next storyline was Darlene's star story. Um, at the very beginning of the of the uh, show, she basically says, "You know, they got to basically do another hack into one of these banks, uh, or." Or whatever to get to get a terminal to get access to a terminal so that they can hack into the dark army stuff because the Susan Jacobs line uh ended up becoming a dead end or it, they ran they ran into a dead end because of it so Darlene's freaking out at the beginning she's trying to hotwire a car ends up uh this guy looking like Billy Bob's bad Santa's ripoff cosplay or something like that just walks up out of nowhere and Long story short, they they kind of have a connection, and she offers to drive him home because he's drunk as fuck, and he's not he's giving off almost every uh, signal that you would think that he was thinking, contemplating, you know, suicide. You know, he talks about you know, you know, the sadness hurts. You know, the gu- goodbyes are short and final, and he's quote quoting uh you know a wonderful life and referencing poems and books and shit like that and at the very end it's it's very much this uh Darlene kind of looking in the mirror and kind of seeing you know some of the worst aspects that she would expect she's like oh my god he's got pills oh my gosh he's got alcohol oh my gosh she's talking about you know, short and final goodbyes. It's like this guy's going to kill himself, and really, it's just kind of showing her state of mind and state of being. And at the very end of their little conversation, their 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 drive, um, at once, it was around the time that Darlene and this uh, bad Santa-looking guy were uh, headed back in the car. I was like, this this fucking episode is going to be a complete introspective. Uh, you know, ride and SML is going to save all story till the very fronts and the ends of the of the show because this I, I I'm starting to realize his structure when he comes to these more introspective episodes. So normally that doesn't bother me having you know Darlene have reflective um, thoughts you know, geared toward her in the form of this bad Santa looking guy. But I was like, you know, it's because I can't binge to the next episode immediately. That makes it just a little bit more frustrating because I have to linger with this episode a little bit extra longer. So, um, 
yeah, Darlene's freaking out. She says she's lost her entire family. She's lost her boyfriend. She's lost her mom, dad, everybody. And uh, the only person that really cares about her is Elliot. And she can't, you know, she needs to make sure he's okay, that type of thing. And the Santa Claus guys is like, all right. <laughs> you know, he's like, fuck it. I'm done. <laughs> you know, I've, you know, I've dressed up for the kids and I'm, I'm done for the day. And so he's like, and my wife's not dead. You're fucking, you know, you're, you're, um, kind of like, uh, imprinting your emotions onto me, but I mean, he on, onto me, the, uh, Santa Claus guy, but, uh, yeah, we, we all know what happens. Essentially nothing. She drives down, she ends up borrowing his car with car, which isn't actually his. I'm not really sure whose car she ends up taking, but, uh, cause his car ends up being in the driveway. So she leaves his house goes down the highways and starts screaming. I think we see her start to leave um, New York. And I think she does pull over and she's just like upset. And Elliot, Robot, and Tyrell. Okay, so we're going to start from there. It's just kind of a slight rewind. Um, Tyrell and Elliot are leaving Elliot's place. And Tyrell goes outside to the Dark Army's um, truck that is listening in on them, which it looks like they're listening like hard. It's not just like one or two my one or two just uh, computers, but they they've got like a full on system in the back of those cars. And so we should assume that pretty much everyone that's under the surveillance of Dark Army is having this happen to them. Uh, so yeah, the uh, Tyrell uh, knocks out the the driver of the the, the Dark Army guy and. It's implied that he's dead at that point, and Elliot's kind of freaking out a little bit. So they they take the van, drive outside of town, and they run into this gas station uh, clerk who's just annoying out the ass. I mean, she's just like, oh, don't I know you from somewhere? And, of course, she recognizes Tyrell because he's an international uh, – well, he was an international criminal, and now he's an international hero, so – she probably recognizes him from the uh, you know the tube. So from there, Elliot is just freaking out because she's just like lollygagging, taking her sweet ass time, trying to get you know them changed, trying to get them um, situated because uh, the, there was I think they said the internet was down and it's Christmas Eve. So um, Elliot ends up freaking out on her. She's like, "Oh my gosh, you can learn some manners." And then she ends up telling them the uh, the trail um, to head back to the city. And I had forgotten by that point that they had walked outside. And the driver that they had said was dead evidently wasn't dead. And he got in the van and he's, you know, drove off. Um, which, why the hell did you leave the keys in the car? That's my first question. Um, but, yeah, so he grabs the uh, van and... Then Mr. Robot, Elliot, and Tyrell go on this, like, uh, you know, the winter wonderland walk. And I thought it was shot gorgeously. I thought, you know, just all the entire time, the colors, the cinematography, even when we were looking with Di- uh, Darlene, you know, and these uh, great shallow depth of field shots with Darlene and the Christmas lights in the back, it's just absolutely gorgeous. I, you know, Christmas time is amazing to shoot at. Um, if you are a photographer or a videographer. So 
this episode definitely shows that as well. You can see that on first hand. So um, they are in the woods, what feels like majority of the episode, and they're just talking back and forth to each other. Uh, Elliot at one point um, kind of switches over to robot to kind of, you know, talk a little bit more softer to Tyrell a little bit. But then Tyrell is talking to both robot and Elliot at certain points that makes it definitely a little bit more confusing for us as the viewer to figure out who the hell's talking or, you know, which Elliot is um, taking over at this point. So, um, yeah, they talk basically about Elliot not giving a shit. That's why he wears a black hoodie. That's why Tyrell does wear a $6,000 uh, suit. You know, he, he, he does give a shit. He wants to be presentable. Elliot on the other spectrum is the exact opposite. Um, you know, black hoodie, always covering up, that kind of thing. Um, other than that, we don't get a, a substantive piece of, you know, an argument, dialogue, nothing between these guys. I, I, I very much was mostly disappointed in what I think this might be Tyrell's last episode, and they give him such little to do. I just don't know how I feel about it. I my my guess is this isn't going to be his last episode of the season. If they do end up bringing the entire cast that back that we've lost, then I will be a little bit more forgiving. But if this is the last scene we're going to see Tyrell with, uh, this kind of I don't know, puttering out of a major character, in my opinion, just seems a little bit soft uh, and underhanded, in my opinion. Just the uh, fierceness of this character, and he this uh, he's once this what I was uh, what some people would say is like a American psychotype, just craziness flying off the handles. It really just felt like he just kind of puttered out toward the end and just gave up. And some of my predictions earlier were Dark Army was going to come through and really fuck some shit up, like maybe put Tyrell as CEO and then I, I have his baby, uh, you know, in a place where they could always have access to him and, uh, you know, Tyrell wouldn't be able to do anything because of the safety of the son. So killing him at this point, I'm like, we're running out of episodes to, you know, kind of wrap this up in a, I guess, a meaningful way. So I, this is the first episode this season that has really started to give me concern towards the end of the show and maybe take a little bit less stock in out of it and maybe say I might not like how the show ends. I mean, this has been one of my favorite shows from the start. I mean, it's one of the shows that got me into podcasting, got me listening to TV and podcast reviews and I was this was the one that did it it was the one you know asking all of the tough questions and I had all the most interesting podcasters that I've listened to you know the bald moves the post show recaps the uh, you know everyone on YouTube tons of people around the world are talking about this and I know that we all want to have an excellent journey but even an even better destination because it makes it easier to recommend ultimately because I want to say, you know, a lot of people had stock in the Game of Thrones, uh, you know, show, and I was one of them. I, I did a full on rewatch, and I was I'm not going to lie; I'm still a little disappointed in the way that ended. I it it uh, left a big 
uh, impact. And so Mr. Robot is obviously not that big of a show, but I still want it to land smoothly. So overall, this uh, last few minutes, it does kick up the notch. Once they see uh, the deer was hit by um, the van and the van is crashed or wrecked or whatever, um, Dark Army guys in there. We hear a couple shots go off to the left while Mr. Robot and Elliot are checking out the right where the passenger side is, and we walk around. Oh, and we and we do see the uh, Dark Army guys shoot a couple of you know fire off a few times at Elliot and Robot missing, and then he ends up shooting himself after a few more shots go off. We walk over to Elliot and Ty, uh, Elliot and Robot walk over to the other side of the car, and uh, Elliot, uh, sorry. Tyrell turns around slowly and, you know, takes off his jacket or he reveals from his under his jacket that he's been shot kind of a little bit above the hip. I was like, God dang it. Like, I was like, if this is the way that Tyrell goes out and he doesn't have any sub- anything substantial to do, I'm just trying to figure out what the heck his purpose was to even stay in the story this long. I mean... I wanted him to do... I felt like Tyrell has been such a missed opportunity for quite a long time, and he's such an interesting character that I just don't know what to do with him. And I've never really felt like this until now. I do feel like season two almost feels like uh, the result of that. I mean, we're missing such a major character, his presence throughout most of the season two, and we're wondering what, what the hell happened to him that we don't get but one episode on season three that really gives us the quote-unquote character development that we needed uh, for this character, to, I mean, just to see what the hell he's been doing. So, yeah, mixed mixed feeling, mixed bag. Him getting shot in the, in the uh, stomach is a little bit eh, in my opinion. Same thing, I mean, Elliot was shot at the end of season two, so it's like, can we not do the same thing? It, it, Tyrell just wants to have this, you know, last uh, hoorah as and just going into the woods and finding this random-ass blue light. And now through the entire episode that they're walking through the Winter Wonderland uh, woods, they are hearing this, what sounds like animal howling, and it sounds like this animal's dying. And honestly, what I heard was um, from a couple of other uh, podcasters and reviewers is that they think that Tyrell's already given up by the middle of this episode. I mean, he's talking about the end of this destination only leads death, leads to death. And I should have maybe picked up on that a little bit more. I, I figured that he was talking about a little bit more broadly. I didn't think that he was like immediately at the end of this trail that I'm going to die. Like, that's not what I was thinking at all. Um, and I was getting kind of Pulp Fiction vibes when we saw the blue light. Pulp Fiction has the, uh, the golden case, uh, Wallace's case that we never see what's in it. So I kind of feel like this is Sam Esmail's way of either Tyrell going into the blue light, like the computer, you know, error blue light, or he found a fucking alien or something like that. I really don't want it to go into the alien territory or something like that. Like the way this played out the end was in a way that it could be all in his head, but I felt like we were seeing that blue light long before 
um, he was shot. So I'm, you know, and some people say if he was part of Elliot's persona, then which I still don't think I don't buy. There's, I, I just don't think it would make sense that if that was Elliot's persona, that maybe it's Elliot killing a part of himself. Um, I don't know. It's there's a lot of theories going around about it. This episode was definitely funk, uh, funky in a way. <laughs> uh, but let me think. The third. Let me just briefly touch on the third episode, the White White Rose episode, and then Elliot goes on a date with Mr. Robot to go get the key fob from the Dark Army contact. Just real quickly, I enjoyed the first 20 minutes of the third episode. Honestly, like, like three or four more times than this entire episode. I thought the opening White Rose sequence was just so much more telling in the way it was presented and then in the storyline that it every shot felt like it was for a purpose and every line that they were saying just felt like it was for a purpose and for this i would guess i was searching so much into the the dialogue and then the individual and in the visuals that i just couldn't find any substance in it and it's a little bit disappointing and the third episode I really enjoyed because we get to see Robot and Elliot, you know, go on a date. And Elliot and is such a, a weird, odd ball when it comes to being on a date that seeing Robot kind of step in for him is uh, is almost like a sigh of relief. And we do have this, like, what a lot of people are saying is uh, father-son bonding time that never would have happened in any other scenario. And, and so that's the one thing that I really like about that third episode. Um, it did slow down when he goes on to the date with, um, what's her face? I don't, I'm sorry. I can't remember her name. Her name's not Aaron or something like that. I don't know, but I still thought that there's just so much more striking imagery and better narrative storytelling in that third episode than this one, just mostly because, uh, we're we are in the end game right now. We have only less than nine episodes, or we have like nine episodes left. If there's if there's thirteen total, then yeah, we we are in the end game. My opinion, we don't have time to dilly dally watching Dom uh, have nightmares about the Dark Army um, coming to get her. The dark army should already be getting her or got her. It, it, I, I, we're in, in, we don't have time to be just, you know, yurking off all over the place. And then we have, uh, our main characters completely separated throughout the entire episode. Um, it, it was frustrating for me. I don't know if this episode would have fit better if they would have cut about half of it. They easily could have cut the entire time in the, in the woods. They could have instantly just had that van run into something. I was thinking that if they would have just had Robot and and Tyrell find that van, like maybe 30 minutes into the show, I'd be like hooked because, you know, the music comes back. We have the tension back. We're not quite talking, you know, all around in circles and up our ass talking about whether we like each other or not. It's just like, we don't have time for that. I just feel like, if we are in the true end game, if this is no more robot after this, we don't have time for slow dilly dally episodes. If we get another one of these, I'm not going to go easy on it because I'm I'm gonna say that 
USA or whoever decided the episode count is just stretching them out and forcing money in places that doesn't need to be there. But, uh, yeah, like, you know, I, I love the acting of uh, Martin Wallstrom's kind of crazy, crazy-eyed American psycho ass. But um, Elliot has been a tad frustrating for me this season. I do want him to talk to us. I Some uh, post-show recaps had talked about the uh, fact that Elliot might not talk to us the entire season until the very end. I wouldn't. I would not be surprised about that. I would really rather that not happen because Elliot seems like such an integral part of season four or just uh, the show that I just want to know. And so I do want to know if, well, yeah, 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 I, I want to know. So this has been an interesting episode. The The big blue light at the end, fade to white, fade to blue, fade to whatever. Yeah, it's been another one. But hopefully this kind of helps you navigate through what happened through the episode. I know this is much more opinion-based, not so much like, oh, you remember he, uh, you know, the details about, you know, all, all the little uh, lines that they said, you know, it's a wonderful life or, you know, the one from the one poem. I can't remember the fucking poem right now. But, um, yeah, I just... <sighs> frustrated you can probably hear it in my voice but it's it'll be all right thank you for listening to the look it out podcast check out all the look it out podcasts we have covered mr robot all all the seasons are all locked booked loaded they're all in the, the show notes soundcloud that's where you can find it rate the podcast five stars that's how we stay high in the itunes and noticed i mean it's this is up to y'all so Thank you for listening to the Lucky Dog Podcast. If I could improve, if you want to hear some more detail, if you want to uh, comments, questions, ratings, reviews, you know where to go. Check all the social medias, the Twitch. We are streaming on there. Instagram, we are live on Instagram, Facebook, got the groups. Um, I did see on IMDb that this episode had a lot of high ratings. I didn't see too many negative ratings on it. I think I was probably more of a... Uh, way more negative than a lot of people were. I was telling my friends that, specifically Ben's, he, he watches Robot. Um, I was like, it was much more of a mixed bag of an episode, but you know, I didn't hate it. It's just I feel like the majority of the problem is that fact that I, I can deal with the slow episodes. I can deal with the slow burn. I can deal with the character study, and I like character study studies generally as long as we get something out of it. Um, but this mostly just felt like. Uh, middle part of a movie that I'm waiting to get to a better part in, you know, and it's not like it's a bad part. It just feels so out of, out of the chunk of the narrative. And the fact that we're having to sit down and watch it for 13 weeks, it does feel like I just turned on the middle of a movie and then turned it off before the climactic part had started to happen. So that's, you know, kind of how I feel about it. So thank you for listening. Love it all podcast. You know what to do. Take it easy, friend.